You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. It's more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult because you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. There isn't anyone here that has had as much fun as I've had in my life. One of my dad's uh, favorite quotes is saying, you know, when he passes away, he's not really sure about heaven. Heaven actually could be a step down for him because for him, heaven was playing for the Boston Celtics. On the cut now to Russell, he's in there. A fall away is good. Underneath, Russell steals the ball. He lays it up, is blocked by Russell. Russell, what a play by Bill Russell. If winning really is the only thing, Bill Russell stands alone at the pinnacle of American team sports. The epitome of any sports person is to have a chance to play against the best. And the Boston Celtics were the best and greatest sports franchise of all times. And Bill was the hub of that greatness. No one, not Mantle, not Starr, not Jordan, won as often as Russell. He was the ultimate winner which by some definitions made him the ultimate athlete. He made the shot blocking an art. He was so outstanding and proved that the quickness and finesse 
and brains was a match for Braun. Russell's brain power was the key to his success. Intellectually curious and fully engaged in the political upheavals of the civil rights era, he was a new kind of sports superstar. His consciousness wasn't confined to the dimensions of the arena. Bill had such integrity in terms of his commitment to what he was doing. His position was always, I'm a total human being, I'm a man who, among other things, plays a great game of basketball. Everybody talks about Muhammad Ali, and Bill Russell belongs right there in the, the inner sanctum of great black athletes in this country who have, who have taken the, the proper stand. I think I had a lot to do with the respect that athletes are treated with, black and white. All right, uh, welcome in uh, Monday edition. Jay Barker Show, Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter, and uh, that's little Bill Russell for you, passing away this weekend. And, uh, man, you talk about one of the greats all-time sports. Uh, we got a lot to get into today, but wanted to recognize him early in the show. And, uh, Matt, you covered him. Tell us a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I know when those black and white NBA games would come up on Saturday and sometimes Sunday afternoon that, the Celtics were on. They're kind of like the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees. Right. They were on TV every weekend because everybody wanted to see them. Uh, but I was a big 76ers fan, so naturally anti-Boston. But anybody that even remotely followed the game of basketball or the game of life knew Bill Russell. Um, he was as successful off the floor as he was on. He coached. He won 10 championships. Uh, and then after that, uh, he got in the civil rights movement. And was very active in that regard. And at that time in the 60s and early 70s, we needed it. We needed Bill Russell. But uh, one other thing, I know I looked it up this morning. They credit, uh, I guess, Michael Thompson with maybe the first alley-oop. But the first alley-oop I ever saw was against the 76ers with the score tied and one second left on. K.C. Jones lobbed it up and Russell slammed it home and I cried. <laughs> but and I went, God, can you? Is that a, is that a rule? Can you do can that? You do that? Yeah. yeah. And, and of course you can. It's a live ball. He grabbed it and slammed it home. But um, Bill Russell meant a, a lot of a lot to the NBA and a lot to this country. Yeah, he's been a great ambassador for the NBA. Absolutely. Yeah. No doubt about it. Uh, Lars, I know if you want to, I can't believe Lincoln. Lincoln looks like he grew six inches. You know, since I, the last time I saw him, I have a growth chart at home yeah. for all my kids, and uh, Lincoln has actually grown three and a half inches in the last say. like. Uh, two months yeah and he don't <laughs> he's he can alley he can alley he, he's getting there um but uh you know speaking of bill russell matt just uh you know i never got to see him play uh with my own eyes did, did you hear knucklehead over here ask me if i remember covering him <laughs> <laughs> there was some memorable, memorable moments um well, yeah, I mean, you did cover Red Grange, right? Yeah, that's and, right, the uh, Galloping Ghost. I gave him that nickname. And John Heisman. Um, but, uh, you know, when you think of the winningest athlete in a team sport in the history of American sports, it's not even close. It's Bill Russell uh, winning two national championships, right, in college. At San Francisco. At right? San Francisco, yep. only losing one game. Uh, winning a gold medal, and then winning a uh, eleven unprecedented eleven NBA titles, um, just a, a, a dominant, dominant force. And um, 
gosh, I mean, you, you just you you just look like at, at, so at USF he was a two time All American again two straight NCAA championships. The team won fifty five straight, and then in the fifty six Olympics leads uh, Team USA to a gold. Then th- with in thirteen years with Boston, the Celtics went to the finals twelve times, twelve times, and they won the championship eleven times. And those last two titles were when he was uh, as a player and, and as a coach, the NBA's first black coach. And it is just hard to put into context the impact he had on American society, but also obviously American sport, uh, five-time MVP, 12-time All-Star. And, you know, he lived a full life, 88 years old. And now you're just seeing people like myself going back and really re-examining his career. And look, to me, Michael Jordan is the greatest player of all time. But then you you study <laughs> what Bill Russell mm-hmm. did. And it's hard to argue that Bill... I mean, it's hard to uh, uh, say that Bill Russell wasn't the greatest player of all time. Yeah, one of the best of all time, don't, no doubt about it. All right, we got uh, Cole Thompson coming up at 1230 with all NFL with him, Deshaun Watson, uh, six-game suspension. Uh, is it enough? Uh, did it go, go far enough uh, with that suspension? We'll break it down for you, get more information about that from Cole, get his thoughts on it as well. Mick Gillespie with us as he is each and every Monday at 1 o'clock. And some of the big news there, uh, the only time in Rivals history, dating back to 2002, where the top two running backs now picked the same school uh, was in 2007, uh, I guess with Joe McKnight and Mark Tyler at USC. Alabama has now landed number one, number two. And Justin Hayes and Richard Young, and watching the highlights, these two guys, outstanding running backs, big pickup for Alabama at the running back position. We'll talk to Andrew Bone about that coming up tomorrow. Uh, he's got a busy Monday ahead of him, but um, we'll get his thoughts on that and some other uh, NIL stuff coming out for Alabama's high tide traditions, uh, which you'll hear an announcement about tomorrow, which will be huge for Alabama when it comes to recruiting and everything that's happening with the national uh, with, with the NIL name, image, and likeness for the Crimson Tide players and not just football it's all of athletics so we look forward to that uh, coming up tomorrow as well so a lot to get into today but uh guys uh, first of all uh i heard some of the or saw the shaking of heads sean watson your your initial reaction yeah i mean i definitely want to get into it in more depth uh uh in the next segment but i just shocked shocked six games i mean uh you have 30 women 30 women uh that uh <laughs> filed lawsuits or, you know, made allegations against him in the span of three months. He went to 66 different massage therapists. And I know that this, uh, the the judge was limited in that she only examined uh, five of the cases and she called his behavior egregious, but she doesn't get, but then she only gives him six games. I mean, uh, Calvin Ridley, a year. A year for what? Fifteen hundred dollar parlay, and and there was no fine. If you wear your socks the wrong way in the NFL, you get a fine. It, it, it is outrageous, outrageous that this guy got six games. And I, what do I they know that we don't know? I don't think that this is over yet. Yeah. Oh no, I, they'll uh, appeal, and I'll bet that the NFL asks for a year, and I'd be surprised if they didn't get it. Uh, to me, and I don't know all the details of this, but this Judge Sue Robinson, mm-hmm. what the heck? 
First of all, and I guess this is going to light up Twitter or whatever, she's a female. Mm -hmm. You'd figure if there was empathy here, Lars, who would it be? It would be, but, you know, maybe maybe that's a good thing that she totally just overlooked all that. Can my arms wave anymore? Oh, you know, my, my dad is a lawyer. He always told me that the hardest cases are the he said, she said, right. when there's no physical yep. evidence. Yep. And I guess the, the judge, allegations are allegations. Yeah. And I'm not defending him. I'm just saying that they, maybe she knows something we don't know, or maybe there's information or that she's seen or heard from some of the witnesses. They don't seem as credible uh, as they may sound in, in, in writing as they are in person. You knew. Um, there's a lot of reasons as to why, but I agree with you, Matt. I, I was surprised by that. I thought that was going to hurt him a lot more yeah. having a woman judge than it would have been. That and he gets, and you, you, know, you knew something fishy was up last night when the NFLPA puts out this statement saying, hey, we're going to respect what the decision is, and, yeah. we, and we expect the NFL to do the same. So they clearly were tipped off that uh, they were getting they were yeah. ruling, but, essentially, in Deshaun Watson's favor. And I know Deshaun Watson's camp, they are saying, oh, this is too severe. But we're going to take it anyway. Yeah, yeah. But well, no, I, I do want to talk about it. And the it. NFL could come out good on this in a sense because a female judge saying six, six games, and then they come back and say, no, it's not enough. It needs to be 10, 12 games, whatever, or more, or year suspension. That makes the NFL look really good. And saying that they're going above and beyond that with the uh, as far as what the judge has done, if they believe as well the allegations are truthful, that they feel like they are a credit, uh, credible type of allegations towards Deshaun Watson. It's just been a hard, it's been a crazy saga. The thing is, I, I'm not really surprised. I didn't think the Browns, why would they, why would they hire the guy if they didn't yeah. think they weren't getting him in six games? You know, yeah. so Jacoby uh, Brissett, Brissett yeah. yeah, will take over as the starting quarterback for that time, and then Deshaun Watson will take over after that. And uh, well, what does this say to? And again, I, I know we got to go to break, Jay, but what does this say to the female fan that the NFL is coveting so much? I think this is a real opportunity for Roger Goodell to step in and uh, and, and uh, appeal this thing and, and see, you know, see if you can get it to uh, the year that they want. Or, I don't know if I could have 66 massage therapists in a lifetime. Or two lifetimes. <laughs> I've had like four, you know? <laughs> I don't know what that's like. Yeah. But, uh, but I, I got that, some more thoughts on, on Goodell. And all that, I get that. I mean, different places you go in, get ready for games. High Tide Traditions, you're going to be launching an exciting campaign tomorrow that offers Alabama fans the opportunity to get involved in helping sustain the championship-winning tradition. Be on the lookout for more information beginning tomorrow, August the second for the Alabama Crimson Tide's high tide traditions. Stay with us for live from ABX. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A mixture of clouds and sunshine this afternoon with scattered showers and thunderstorms around through the evening hours. Today's high 90, the low tonight 71. For tomorrow, partially sunny, scattered showers and storms forming again, the high at 91. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 86 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Rick Blair. Woo! 
goes down to finale. The winner. Think about that, Lars. Rick Flair. I know you're a big Rick Flair fan. I am. Yes. Uh, big time. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Rick Flair? He's got to be a WWE wrestler. I'm not a big WWE guy, but I had a chance to meet him when I was playing the Carolina Panthers. And he would meet out with us uh, after every game at, I think it was called the Tavern or something. It wasn't like, it was, but it was a new, it was a brewery. The brewery there in Charlotte, they just built it, one of the kind of new kind of breweries around the country and all that. And he'd come out every Sunday after the games, buy all the guys drinks, just had a blast, and he'd do the whole, woo, you know. That's a lot of drinks. Yeah, it was. Well, there's. He picked the guys he wanted. I guess he would have played well. Well, and you would have been first in line. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Exactly. You would have been first in line to pick as somebody that wouldn't run up your tab. Let, let me right. make sure that yeah. that's correct. But here's the deal. Um, but he was such a great guy. And, and, and you know, everything about that whole thing is it's a show. It's it's uh, it's fanfare. The fans love it. They love all that. Got a buddy of mine. His son is big into this now. And actually, he's grown a huge following with his connections to uh, Hulk Hogan. And uh, does all these different things on the Instagram, um, and uh, Ro knows wrestling is his go-to Instagram. But um, yeah, so this is his last finale. He's a big winner, and uh, no more with Ric Flair for I guess wrestling, unless he decides to come back in at uh, some point in time. But uh, pretty pretty interesting to watch him this weekend. And uh, I don't know if you guys are seeing the, the film we're putting up there right now on Facebook Live with Bam Insider as well. He's all bloodied up, man. I tell you, he's got it all going on. Is that catch up? Yeah, that just like the, that's the is that the Ric Flair of old right there in, in his final match. That's him, right there. How old is it, guy? Like seventy? It's got to be. Yeah. Uh, when I was, I think, a junior in high school, I went and, uh, to one match. It was a uh, uh, Hulk Hogan against Roddy Roddy Piper. Have you ever been to one of these? Never been. No, never been. It's actually a lot of fun. I actually almost went to one with Tony Curry as a more Temple one. <laughs> Those are not the Ric Flair's no, the Hogan's of the world. No. Those are the giant Kaiser. You remember when yeah. Herb Winches oh, yeah. wrestled yeah. the giant Kaiser? Yeah. Threw him around like a rag doll. Um I've never really gotten into it, but I do understand there's some people that are very good in that sport, and Flair was one of them. Seventy three. Yep. Yep. Still looks good. I yeah. hope I can do that at seventy three. So going back to Deshaun Watson. Right. I can't let this go. Um so this this feels like an affront to the testimony of 25 female massage therapists who came forward, right, with testimony in civil lawsuits alleging sexual misconduct by Watson. And the idea that this is just some grand conspiracy orchestrated by a lawyer, it's, it's ludicrous. It's ludicrous. And um, remember Ben Roethlisberger? He got a six-game suspension for uh, an interaction, an inappropriate interaction with one woman at a bar one night. Yeah, yeah. it was down. Yeah, down in Georgia, and uh, here you have twenty five, twenty five, and I know uh, twenty four of the twenty five have been settled. I mean, who knows how many millions and millions and millions of dollars Deshaun Watson uh, gave in what is essentially hush money. But for this judge to only give him six games, it just, it, it, it feels wrong. It feels dirty. It feels dirty. And, 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 and not only, <laughs> I don't know if it was like the team website 
where it was uh, some website that covers the Browns. The the headline was like victory for Cleveland. This is not a victory Whoa. for Cleveland. Whoa, yeah. Well, these uh, great editors, and we don't have any left. I still don't understand why that those two Texas grand juries they declined to pursue criminal charges against uh, Deshaun Watson, and that obviously added the case added to the case of of uh, Deshaun's sort of defense. But. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, just even more perspective on this. Uh, in 2017, Ezekiel Elliott, running back for the Cowboys, he got a six-game suspension over a domestic abuse accusation. I mean... <laughs> he was never charged, right? He never uh, sentenced to anything? He, did he bleed no, out? No, yeah, he did? This was in Columbus. Okay. No, no, you are correct. Okay. The Columbus City attorney uh, declined to pursue criminal charges due to quote, conflicting and inconsistent information. Yeah, right? he still got six he games. He got six games, and that was one woman. I mean, just count it. One, two, three, four, five, six, <laughs> seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, thirty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five. And they're not all the allegations are not conflicting. They're consistent. I mean, have you guys been reading what the allegations are it's like it's, it's well it's, it's like uh it's, it's, it i'm is, not necessarily here for a massage i'm here for a happy ending yeah and uh you know i, I i'm just is I'm, there a I'm chance shocked. that this is gonna happen okay that the nfl and i think at the very least they have to appeal right i mean they have to do that win lose or draw but i'm thinking they'll appeal and these people will rethink, and they'll come to, uh, I don't know if it, now that it's at six, I don't see it becoming a seven, I mean, a, a full season, even if they did get, a you know, an appeal. But can you see Roger Goodell kind of white? He doesn't have a white hat, but he comes out of this, and maybe it's a 10 or 12-game suspension, and Goodell's the one that stood up for him. Then he comes out of this situation about, looking great. Yeah, great. I mean, I, 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 I want to say that that might happen. I don't know if the Robert Kraft stuff has anything to do with this. I think it does. You go back to that, how lenient they were on that, that that would give Deshaun and his lawyers maybe some precedent saying, wait a minute, you know, this is an owner, this is a player, quarterback. The uh, biggest suspension, uh, what, 10 games, 2021, Jerron Jones, about a criminal plea, multiple instances of domestic violence. The two eight-game suspensions of Kareem Hunt in 2019 and Mark Walton in 2020 also took into account multiple incidents of domestic violence. And uh, since um, when the ruling relied on 32 previous suspensions under the league's personal conduct policy since 2015, in 21 of those cases, the league suspended the players for six games, including the cases of Darius Geis and also Johnny Manziel. Greg Hardy was suspended for four games in those 32 suspensions. How does this impact the locker room real quick, Jay? Uh, Where the players are going to have to be at, they're going to be, question about Deshaun Watson all season long. Yeah, they'll get past it. I mean, they really will. I mean, they, they're they going to focus in now. Training camps uh, in, in works, uh, their their mind is going to be so occupied by all that. Uh, so this would be something he'll have to still deal with off the field, in the stands, and, and when he goes away uh, games and other stadiums will be the toughest place oh, for yeah. him. No doubt about it. All right, we'll continue. And uh, coming up, we got uh, also Cole will be with us and uh, look forward to uh, spending time with Cole Thompson. Real, real quick, yep. Lars, is there any part of his life you want to go ahead and plan on ruining 
uh, as we go to break. <laughs> That's right. The last time we had him on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Was We're talking about Cole Thompson. I just don't want to. No, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> no I, I spilled the beans that he, I thought he was already engaged. Yeah. And he was planning on doing the <laughs> engagement in like a day. And uh, I was saying congratulations and all this. And, and, and he went, was, Lars, <laughs> I haven't asked her yet. But I'm planning to do in two weeks. She did say yes. <laughs> All right, we'll get a stall. So Deshaun Watson, more NFL news and notes. Cole Thompson coming up next. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow 
Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. All right, we were kidding with Lars going into the break that hopefully he won't uh, destroy any of uh, Cole's plans for his life uh, in this segment. <laughs> Like I did last time. Talked about last time with his upcoming engagement. But uh, Cole Thompson joining us now. Talking some NFL. we got Sean Watson, six-game suspension, and the season getting started as well. Always great to have him on. Spend time with him. Talk NFL and other stuff as well. Cole, great to have you on. Thanks for being with us on this Monday edition. Hey, anytime, Jay. It's always great to be with you guys. Lars, there's nothing for you to ruin this time, so it's all good. I think that we're, I think that we're okay this week. <laughs> she did say yes, correct? Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. She thought about it and then realized, ah, I have to be with this guy for the rest of my life. I mean, I also have to deal with Lars Anderson being around in the future. Is it really worth it? Yeah, I guess it was. So she said yes. All right. Funny what wine will do. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, you should, you should follow Cole on Twitter uh, because uh, he he posts a lot of lovey-dovey pictures. I can tell that you guys are uh, madly crazy about one another and that's awesome i'm so happy for you cole so this I'm, I'm, viewer with his wife <laughs> i i'm I, I, i'm shocked i'm shocked Talk that, about I'm, a I'm, I'm shocked that a uh, that somebody was able to pin you down but uh yeah. clearly she has all right cole we wanted to bring you on to discuss obviously deshaun watson you covered the texans uh what's the reaction there and just what's your analysis of the situation in Houston, it's very different than in years past because the Texans have officially moved off of Watson. They are doing everything in their power to not bring up Watson in conversation. In fact, Lovey Smith was asked today about the situation, and he said that his main goal was to focus on the 91 current players on the roster trying to make it down to the final 53. So the team right now inside the building has moved on after the lawsuits were filed against Watson and then the 30 potential civil lawsuits that were going to be filed against the organization when they were settled they decided to move on from a national perspective it is a little sad and it is a little unsettling with a lot of people in close quarter situations because unfortunately what the nfl pa and what sue l robinson the nfl disciplinary officer found in her overall reaction was that watson's current case regardless of how many women did not meet a certain standard to be indefinite suspended or even a year-long suspension. You know, for months and months and months, we had heard that the disciplinary officer was looking at long-term suspensions. They were trying to figure out 
what would be a nice settlement deal, what would be something that would happen in terms of overall production, what would you get in return of getting a uh, getting a suspension done, uh, would it be a year long? Would it be two years? Would it be a you know? Would it be eight games and then a fine of eleven million dollars? Instead, they decided on six games. Watson and his camp could appeal that. The NFL also is looking to appeal that. They're going to do another further investigation at this time, which could mean Watson's six game suspension could double to twelve games. However, as of today, it is probably staying at six games, and it is very sad because of what you are finding out is that in the NFL there are certain stipulations for certain players that do get away with certain negative connotations. Keep in consideration that Watson was facing up to 25 civil counts of sexual misconduct and sexual assault and will only be suspended for six games. When in fact, you had Ben Roethlisberger be charged with a very similar case for one civil lawsuit against his name back in 2008 and was suspended for six games, got that down to four games. And then in 2016, Ezekiel Elliott had a suspension uh, that was up to six games due to one civil lawsuit. We are talking about 24 women not corroborating their stories, all saying that they felt uncomfortable. They were in a negative space. They did not appreciate Watson's actions during massage therapy. And then the brilliant reporting by Jenny Barentis at the New York Times talks about how Watson met with up to 65 massage therapists throughout an 18-month process. When you hear 65 massage therapists, that becomes a very negative connotation with anyone surrounding Watson and his camp. But the NFL... The NFL ruling, the NFL, uh, the NFL disciplinary officer believes that as of today, a six-game suspension is viable, and it is very negative toward women fans, towards anyone who has been uh, affected by sexual assault or sexual misconduct, anybody who has felt like they have been unheard. It is an actually negative notion in today's society compared to what we've seen in years past. It does feel like a little bit that the NFL is regressing rather than progressing with its fandom. Cole Thompson is our guest. You can catch him. Uh, catch us up on where people can follow you at Fan Nation. At Fan Nation, yeah. Okay. Um, pull out your NFL Ouija board. Uh, I think we're all pretty certain that the uh, NFL Roger Goodell will appeal. Um, do you think? Do you agree with that? And then, what? What do you think might happen? I 100% believe Roger Goodell will appeal. I think that at this point he has to appeal because there is a certain negative connotation that will surround his name and the league name if they do not appeal this case. If they believe that six games is a well enough suspension for a player who, as of last year, was meeting with up to 65 massage therapists, 25 of which have corroborated the story saying, yes, he is someone who has a negative connotation around his name. He is somebody who we do believe is a sexual predator. There are questions and concerns of it, so I do believe the NFL is going to appeal it. I personally believe that there could be up to a six, a 12-game suspension. I do believe that there will be a further investigation where the NFL will do a little bit more digging. Maybe there will be more of a settlement to come out of this, but I don't believe he will be suspended for a year. I believe that at most you will see a double suspension. I believe you will have him be fined a little bit more. And unfortunately, you have seen the NFL and Sue Al Robinson both come out with statements in the last uh, two hours with Robinson saying that in her findings, this is what she believed was the crest of the necessary cases to make it a 16 suspension. And the NFL politely saying, we appreciate her being uh, professional and doing her due diligence in terms of finding out proper information. However, we are going to do further investigation and we'll be looking into the process to make sure that the suspension does look to a certain standard. I do believe they have to make the suspension longer. I believe that the NFL has to do whatever it can 
to protect his fans and to protect his national image. Six games for a player who has 24 civil lawsuits against his name. And even though they have been settled, and according as of today by uh, by ESPN, Tony Busby has stated that three more of the four active lawsuits still against his name will be settled within the next 24 hours. It's a very, very, very negative notion toward the NFL if they do the stamp hat and allow six games to be hit for a player with multiple, multiple women saying that he has not only sexually assaulted them, but also has been very, very dismanageable inside of buildings and inside of uh, massage therapists during his time over the last 15 months. Cole Thompson joining us, talking about Deshaun Watson, talking to NFL as well. And, and, and I agree, we've talked earlier about, you know, even with six games, if Roger Goodell comes out, doubles it or whatever, it's going to make the NFL look better, make Roger Goodell look better uh, if they do that. We'll see. Uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of question marks still out there, and a lot of people kind of kind of going go both ways uh, with this uh, type of decision. We'll see what happens. But Jacoby Bissett will step in as the starting quarterback for them and uh, just kind of get your thoughts on him. And do you think he – is ready to uh, take on that starting position. And with all that is surrounding Deshaun Watson right now, what kind of distraction will it be? I think the biggest thing right now is they have to give Jacoby Brissett as many first-team reps as possible. Watson still will be able to practice with the team. He still will be able to be on the facility. He still will be able to work along with the players on current staff. But unfortunately, he will not be able to play on Sunday. So until further notice, I would be getting as many in-game first-team reps for for Jacoby Brissett as possible. The good news for a team like the Browns is that they have a stable run game and a great offensive line, which is the catalyst of their overall success the last two years with Baker Mayfield at the helm. So as long as you have a healthy Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, Dearness Johnson, a very stable offensive line, you'll be able to keep drives alive. As of what we've seen right now, the six games that Watson will also miss, that point of the schedule is ranked 31st among all 32 NFL teams. So it is a very relaxed schedule for the team. They will only have one conference, I mean, divisional game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, I believe, in week three. So all the other games are against teams that were under 500 last year, and the Steelers will be the one divisional game against them. There's a shot for them, I think, to be around three and three, maybe a shot for them to be four and two when Watson returns. But at the same time, you are getting someone who has had viable starting reps. You are getting someone who has played in a unique variety of offenses. You are getting someone who can come in, be an effective starter in a pinch. But at the, at the time, I do believe that as of right now, you have to be able to get really solid play from Brissett if you want to be able to have a overall balanced offense moving into 2026. Cole, going back to the Texans, um, I've always admired your ability to uh, break down players, uh, analyze their strengths and weaknesses, and based on your Twitter feed, you have a pretty uh, substantial man crush on uh, Davis Mills, the uh, presumed starting quarterback for the Texans that not a lot of people know about him. Uh, but I- I've also talked to a few scouts, and uh, they have raved about him. Just uh, tell us a little bit about, about Mills. It's not really a man crush. It's more so you know that you got to get the clicks. You know you got to get the people to follow you. So Davis Mills with the mustache man right now is probably the hottest topic in Houston besides Deshaun Watson. I think when you really look at it, the biggest thing about him is he's exceeded expectations last year. You don't see many third-round prospects come in working with a limited offensive arsenal, a bottom-five offensive line, the worst rushing attack in the NFL, and put up four games of over 300-plus passing yards, a passer rating of over 104 
and be the most efficient quarterback in red zone offense from week 14 until the season's end. So everything that you saw from him last season exceeded the expectations of what the organization thought going into the year. They really were planning on him to sit for a season, learn from Tyrod Taylor, and then eventually maybe fight for starting reps this season. You really watched him progress from being a lackluster quarterback from his early start in week two to really transforming and maybe even being the best rookie quarterback, including Mac Jones, toward the season's end. I think the reality factor is, is that Davis Mills still is a bottom 10 quarterback in the NFL. There's a lot of potential for him to be the franchise starting quarterback long-term in Houston. But at the same time, you look at guys like Bryce Young from Alabama, C.J. Stroud from Ohio State, Will Levis from Kentucky, Tyler Van Dyke from potentially Miami, uh, Miami, Florida, Grayson McCall from Coastal Carolina. These are quarterbacks that you know have a much higher ceiling in terms of their overall play, demeanor, pocket awareness, uh, good agility, arm strength, to where the Texans could go out this offseason spend a bucket load of money in free agency with the salary cap because they will have the third highest salary cap structure in the NFL for next year and be able to build around a rookie quarterback on a very cost-affordable deal. That way they are able to contend. But everything that we're hearing right now and everything that we're seeing right now from Davis Mills, he has improved. He has gotten better with his decision-making. His vision has been on point. His footwork mechanics are great. And multiple scouts have come out and said that last season – if he were to have waited one more year, gone back to Palo Alto, helped Stanford potentially win the Pac-12, he would have been a first-round starting quarterback. He would have been viewed as QB1. He would have been a guy that teams would have probably bought a little bit more stock into. The Texans basically got a redshirt season from him last year, had to burn that redshirt a little early, and now they're expecting him to take those next steps. But again, you look at the history of third-round quarterbacks, there's only a handful that have been successful. But, of course, there has been one that has been considered one of the greatest of all time in Joe Montana. Not to say that Davis Mills is going to be the next Joe Montana, but there are quarterbacks in the third round that are actually very successful quarterbacks. Davis Mills just has a lot to prove going into this season before we can say one way or another. Cole, always great stuff, my man. Cole Thompson Thanks, joining Cole. us. Thank you for talking NFL. It's Sean Watson with us here on this Monday edition. Appreciate your time. Hey, thanks guys for having me. Thanks, my man. All right. Uh, Cole Thompson joining us there talking NFL. We'll talk more college football coming up on the other side. More Crimson Side. Big commits this past weekend. We'll talk more about that also. Mick Gillespie joins us at 1 o'clock as he does each and every Monday. We get his breakdown of the Crimson Side and much more coming up on the other side. Stay with us live from AVX. Audio Video Excellence continues. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A mixture of clouds and sunshine this afternoon with scattered showers and thunderstorms around through the evening hours. Today's high 90, the low tonight 71. For tomorrow, partially sunny, scattered showers and storms forming again, the high at 91. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 86 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The Blazers got it underway today, starting training camp, and uh, hard to believe we're back into training camp just a few weeks away from some of the first games that will be happening for college football. Bryant Vincent was on with us last week on Friday, and 
actually talking about his journey to become head coach at UAB after Bill Clark had to step down for health reasons. But uh, both of them, great friends and uh, really putting it in the hands of a guy that uh, not only loves UAB, but loves the guys who are there, recruit a lot of the guys who are part of that office side of the ball. Office coordinator, quarterback coach, but uh, Bryant Benson, uh, Matt getting it underway. And UAB, uh, you know, still expectation for them. They got one, what, one more year, conference USA, or two more? Uh, I think it's just one more, and then they go to the AA. Right, yeah. and they've got, what, 16, 17 returning starters? So, yeah. Um, And, you know, they look, if they can do, I guess, what, nine and four again? I, I think that would be marvelous. When we talked about this Friday yeah. for Coach Vincent, and I think that would, you know, lock him in, take away the interim. But I just want to say thanks to him and also to Rich Rod, um, these guys are busy as H, you know, hockey sticks, whatever. They're busy as hell. And both of them put aside meetings so that they could be with us and, and technically, really, be with the fans and fo- folks that are listening and, and viewing. And I really, really appreciate that. And one more note on Rich Rod. I had two people comment on the week and go, God, that guy's funny. Is he is so awesome. self-deprecating. He is awesome. And he admits the fact that he messed up. And uh, I really appreciated that, and um, it was Friday was one of our better shows, in my opinion. So UAB's got um, Alabama and M coming up on September first. They play uh, at UAB again. That's September first, Thursday Thursday night at seven p.m. That will be on CBS Sports. Uh, they're then at Liberty. They got Georgia Southern at Rice, Middle Tennessee State, Charlotte at Western Kentucky, at Florida Atlantic, UTSA, uh, and then you got North Texas at LSU, and then at Louisiana Tech. So, yeah, I mean, look at the schedule. Um, I mean, there's some tough matchups there, but uh, winnable matchups this UAB team. Yeah, and, um, yeah, so UAB, they return 12 starters. Um, and uh, the question is that quarterback. Uh, uh, Dylan Hopkins last year was having a great season, um, and uh, but then he – or had a great season, uh, but he missed the spring due to injury. Uh, and Jay, you would know more about this than I, uh, uh, Baylor transfer, Jacob Zeno hearing good things about him. There's still Bryson, uh, Lucero. Um, he has some starting experience and, and they like this freshman, uh, kid Dylan. I don't even know how to spell say his last name. Uh, Metro, I don't know. M E H R O T R A. Uh, that's a tough one, but, uh, do you have any sense uh, just sort of where things are on the with the quarterback situation from uh, your own little uh, source there who is in the quarterback room? <laughs> yeah, that guy. The guy that was there last year that played well, Dylan, you were talking about. And um, he is kind of like a Brett Favre, kind of a gunslinger, a guy that uh, will take chances. I think they had to kind of hone that in for a while. But uh, very athletic, um, very smooth in the pocket, can move around, make plays, can make plays with speed as well. I think that's what, what gives them – Great shot at that position, and I think that's why he plays so well. I think he he just needed more what? experience. The injury did hurt uh, as far as you know late in the year for him as far as continuing on, but he missed spring practice because of that. But uh, back to the fall, I think they're in good hands there at the quarterback position. I know so, the, good competition. The quarterback is asked to run right in this offense. How, how would you describe the UAB offense? Uh, I mean, it, it is some RPOs, but I mean they got to be able to stand the pocket and make the throws uh, as well. Now, if you can extend plays, do those type of things. I mean, especially now, uh, just the way defenses play, you, you I, don't, I don't know, I, th- I think coordinators are getting a little more careful with their quarterbacks. They don't want them, want them getting hurt as much. But um, 
but he can run. He can make plays with his feet. He's got, he can make all the throws. Uh, I think they're good hands. Yeah, I mean, I think they have a chance to uh, win another division championship. I mean, they're conference second championship, again this year. You know, um, uh, it's pretty it's pretty amazing just what what Bill Clark was able to build in such a short time, and um, it's a great story. It's a great story. You need to write a book. You know, I, I've th- <laughs> I, I've thought about it. Uh, I've always just been worried that it wouldn't have the national appeal that you would want but then then the the flip side of that was well i should write it so well that i'll make it a national book so uh double-edged sword also uab hired former kentucky office coordinator darren henshaw as office coordinator for the uab blazers just recently uh with the uh him moving to head coach all right we'll continue hour number two coming up next mick gillespie from bama insider Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.com. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa and they came over. And, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community but, more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. It's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. 
800-242-6269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamers, a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today if you want a great lunch or a great dinner. You'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in, you're tired, or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tide. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. 
Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two, Mick Gillespie going to join us shortly from Bama Insider and uh, Facebook Live. We're there. Also, uh, Bama Insider YouTube channel, but he's with us weekly on Mondays discussing the Crimson Tide and a number of shows that he does. Bama Insider as well. Uh, we talked about earlier High Tide Traditions. Going to have some announcements coming up tomorrow. Stay tuned for that. And uh, with NIL for the Crimson Tide. So look forward to sharing that information with you and how you I call it the uh, kind of the sidewalk fan and even just the fan or the alumnus out there that can't give the millions of dollars. You can have a chance to uh, be a part of this and uh, be a part of the uh, high tide traditions and how you can give monthly to that. So we'll tell you more about it coming up uh, tomorrow on August the, uh, the 2nd. All right. So Mick Gillespie joining us now. Before we get to that, though, we are presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf today. You'll absolutely love it. The fun that you'll have with coworkers, friends and family, the food, the drinks, the atmosphere is unbelievable. Top Golf of Birmingham. Driven by Sonny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sonny King Ford. All right, Mickey, Mick Gillespie. We didn't have your song ready up for you. <laughs> How are you, my man? Oh, well, man. Good to hear your voice, Jay. How's it going? Man, doing well. <laughs> How was your weekend? Yeah, it was good, man. It was good. Big news today. We, uh, we moved from uh, rivals. On three as of today. So uh, thanks to Rivals, a lot of fun. Now I'm going to on three. My show Monday Night Quarterback starts up tonight. That means football season's here. Um, got some uh, some of our old friends coming back with us: Kyle Henderson and Andrew Bone and Trey Anity and Chris Daughtry, my producer. And then uh, I've got some new folks coming along, including Clint Lamb. So it's going to be a lot of fun, uh, you know, tonight talking football. And, um, you know, kind of getting back into the swing, you know, we're going to be on all the time getting ready for Alabama and uh, what I think is going to be a championship run. Yeah, Shannon Terry has done a great job. He developed rivals. Then after he sold that, he started 24-7 sports. After he sold that, he sat out for another little bit of a while. Now started on three. Ivan Maisel, one of our good buddies, is part of that as well. He's a journalist, a writer, other great writers around the nation. Uh, we knew this move was coming at some point in time. What 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 is the new name of the the Bama side? I don't think they uh, we were talking to Andrew Bone about this, or I was talking to him privately about it as well. Is there a new name, or wh- what will it be, and, and where will people be able to find you? It's Bama Insider, so it'll be on Bama Insider on YouTube. Um, you know, I guess that you know we kind of took the name with us, you know, as of today. So um, it's kind of been one of those things, Jay. Where you're right; we've kind of known about this for a while. But um, you, you got to keep all that stuff quiet. I mean, you know, it's just kind of the way all this business works. But it's exciting. I mean, you know, Shannon Terry's kind of been the – he's the mastermind behind all these, re- like, recruiting sites. And, you know, we'll, we'll do recruiting and uh, a bunch of other cool things, you know. But for me, it's the YouTube channel and hosting shows and talking about Alabama football and – you know, we'll do the Sunday call-in show like we always do, 6 o'clock on Sunday. Uh, we'll do our post-game show right after the game where you can, you know, you don't have to sit around and listen to 10 Golden Play commercials. You can come right on with us. Sometimes 
<laughs> we'll do that like during the fourth quarter we're on Bama Insider YouTube. So, yeah, it's, it's cool. Yeah, as Jay mentioned, uh, you know, on three it really came out swinging with uh, hiring uh, Ivan Mazel, uh, longtime friend of uh, the show and all of us here, uh, great writer for Sports Illustrated for years, and then at ESPN and uh, just on the writing side, Matt Zenitz, uh, Chad Simmons, um, and uh, just writers all across the country. And to me, it feels like. Um, what it what it what uh when the athletic was was started right like uh like the the on three is not afraid to invest in their people and getting really good people so uh i'm really happy for you mick i i think this is going to turn out well but so what like just sort of technically like does this change anything your day in day out job like just uh how you approach uh your coverage of alabama and alabama recruiting i appreciate that lars um it's i mean we've done i think we've done a really good job with the youtube channel uh even before i got there you know and and it was kind of weird and funny how it all worked out you know i i was um, gainfully unemployed during COVID, and um, it, it kind of worked out that way. Uh, not necessarily because I wanted it to, but it did. And, uh, you know, I had to make a decision, you know, what, what are we going to do? And so, we, you know, we started to uh, syndicate the football show that I, you know, that I didn't help create, but, you know, I, I definitely was part owner in. And um, we're all across the state now. I mean, from the top Alabama to the bottom, and I wanted to do something on the digital side, and I got a hold of Andrew Bone, who got me a hold of uh, in touch with Kyle Henderson, and and it just being around Kyle, I mean, he's just such a, uh, a a really an expert when it comes to the digital side of 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 uh, you know YouTube, and YouTube that's where all the kids watch, they get all their information from, and a lot of people do. I mean, it's on every single smart TV you get now. And so, um, you know, we just wanted we just wanted a different avenue to be able to put that show on, and then our relationship was was good, and they um, offered me a position there. And so, you know, instead of just doing the show on Friday, we started doing you know which airs on Saturday, but you can watch it on Fridays. You guys know, started doing um, a bunch of other stuff. And so, I don't necessarily think that it's going to change a whole lot, except we're just going to try to be better than we were before you know maybe we do more shows you know maybe we, we we try to streamline the way that we do our shows you know it's like uh maybe you know you, you figure out a different way to do commercials where people don't have to sit through the bridge you know which is tough on radio but you're able to do that on video we got great people that are involved now i mean the other big thing for me is just having that pool of on three experts like ivan mazel maybe he'll come on and, and, and do our shows you know, uh, Jimmy Stein, someone that we got on our team right now, you know, it'll be great to talk to him, you know, Clint Lamb's awesome, you know, so, um, and then the guys we've already had, but I mean, you look at different sites and all these other sites that are kind of jumping in uh, around the country, you know, part of the pool is, Hey, we're playing LSU, you know, let's go down there and, and talk to their guy. And I feel like on three offers the best of the best in that area. Our guest is Mick Gillespie from now on three. 
Hey, Mick, uh, lead story uh, across the sports world this morning, this afternoon, was involving Deshaun Watson, six-game that appears to be the suspension. And, uh, of course, the NFL will likely appeal. Do you just have some general thoughts on that for us, Mick? Look, I, I feel like in this country we've always, where we're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. I mean, that's kind of the way that our judicial system is set up, you know. And, unfortunately, I don't always feel like that's the case, you know. Uh, and I don't know what happened with Sean Watson. I wasn't there. Uh, but this thing's dragged on and on and on. I mean, the guy's already sat out the you know, entire season. Um, a lot of people are making a whole lot of money. And, I, I, you know, being around professional sports for over 20 years, it's hard for me to differentiate between someone that's a predator and someone that's a predator, meaning is it the player or is it someone that's looking to make money off of the players? You know, because there's both of them out there. So that's been the hardest thing for me to decipher you know, when there's smoke, normally there's fire. Um, but with this, I, I don't know. I mean, the NFL kind of sat back and waited and waited. You know, they had an arbitrator for this. So I'm fine with six games, you know. Um, you know, and, and I, let's move on with it. I mean, he, he's, uh, you know, an excellent football player. You know, I, I was at both championship games when he was at Clemson against Alabama. And from that aspect, He's going to make the Cleveland Browns uh, a contender immediately. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it's like I, I'm just kind of fed up with this assumption of, of someone's guilt when you don't necessarily have all of the facts. Uh, and it hasn't gone through, in this case, a criminal trial. And I don't even know if it will. I mean, this is a, more of a case where he's paying everybody off. So, you know, who knows what the truth is. Uh, with this situation, but six games to me, what is fine? You know, as long as that, if that's what they say, then I'm fine with that too. I, I, I don't know that we'll ever know the whole truth in this situation. All right, Mick, who we'll continue with us coming up on the other side? Mick Gillespie from On Three Media now, and Bam Insider will uh, continue with him talking more Crimson Tide news and notes on the other side, live from AVX. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show. A huge part of life for all these guys I'm coaching is being in the gym playing basketball. Primo. Oh, Canada. You're shooting it well. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A mixture of clouds and sunshine this afternoon with scattered showers and thunderstorms around through the evening hours. Today's high 90, the low tonight 71. For tomorrow, partially sunny, scattered showers and storms forming again. The high at 91. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 88 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Gillespie from On3 Media, Bama Insider, and uh, making the move to On3 Media. And we've been talking about that and recruiting in Alabama. We got Andrew Bowen coming on tomorrow, but, man, they are racking up uh, over the last month uh, the amount of recruits they've got, but the quality of recruits. And two of the, the top two running backs in the country now have chosen the Crimson Tide, Mick. Uh, talk about just how Nick Saban this time of year begins to close out on some of these big-time recruits. 
I'm, I'm not hey, surprised. Me. I mean, here we go. Can you guys? Yeah, can you guys hear me? Um, yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, Nick Saban's as good in the business as there is at recruiting. I mean, he's got that great track record. And I, I love the fact that he's kind of been going at the other coaches on the whole retirement gig talk, you know. And, I mean, he's kind of made that his, uh, you know, hey, who, who says I'm going to retire? You know, and, and I love it. Like, I, I, I love the fact that he's going to be here long term. And he's as good as anyone because all he's got to do is go, hey, you know, here's a list of guys who have run the football for us, who and, uh, and and that includes maybe the best running back in football right now, Derrick Henry. But there's a you know a handful of guys. The fact that Brian Robinson got drafted and he's going to play in the NFL, that gives you an idea of how Alabama is able to develop running backs. And, uh, you know, Nick Saban can definitely hang his hat on it. Yeah, I mean, it has been uh, quite a streak that Nick Saban is on right now. And just uh, as of, you know, this morning, Alabama has taken over the top spot in uh, on three's consensus team rankings. And just, uh, you know, in getting the, the nation's top safety, who we've talked about, uh, uh, Caleb Downs, uh, got the nation's top running back and Richard Young and uh, five stars and Tony Mitchell and Jaleel Hurley. Uh, and then you got two of the top 10 quarterbacks and Eli Holstein and Dylan Lonergan. Uh, and you know, again, we've talked about the, the running backs. It, it, it's really incredible because, uh, you would think at some point it would slow down the machine, the recruiting machine, uh, wouldn't be humming on all cylinders, but it's, if anything, it's, uh, it's sped up and, uh, and, and and remember when uh Mick remember when Nick he for a while he had all these uh he, he assembled his coaching staff not necessarily with the greatest on-field coaches in the world but with like younger guys who had the uh the energy to go out and recruit 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 and now he, that's kind of shifted back a little bit but i i think he his staff is sort of it's a, it's a perfect blend of uh, uh, of sort of again on field uh, uh, tactical uh, smart and then also all of them are very very good recruiters. Great point. I used to do a show uh, a few years ago with Dewey Warren, uh, who is known as the Swamp Rat. You know, one of Tennessee's great quarterbacks, and um, he used to talk about his connection uh, with one of the coaches who worked for Nick Saban. And then he said that, you know, if you didn't recruit, then you didn't have a job, you know, and, and you had to deliver in that area that, because it was the number one priority, you know? So you got to be able to go out there and bring guys in. And, you know, I guess that's kind of like when I look at the other coaches that have left, you know, the coaching tree, we always talk about, you know, I always think, well, that's, that's probably where they got left. Oh my goodness. I'll turn that off. But anyway, you got all yeah, so kinds now, of stuff going on. I know. I, I don't know why the uh, I was grabbing my wallet out of the car. But anyway, I don't know. A, a police you know, car. I'm a guessing. police car will be coming by shortly with sirens <laughs> on. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, but you know, kind of getting back to it, I think that when you look at the guys who have coached with Nick Saban and have learned from him, the Lane Kiffins and uh, you know, obviously Kirby and. You know, you go down the line, even Jimbo, they, they've probably taken that from him where it's like, 
You know, you, you can give up a little bit in the on-field coaching area if someone's bringing you in the top talent and if they don't recruit, then there's no job. But at the same time, you still able to develop talent. And I, I think that's where Nick Saban's the best in the country. It's because he promises win anything. You know, you show up and, and you've got to win the position. Uh, and I, and I, he's, he's kind of locked in his way in that area. You know, I, I was, um, listening to a show this morning. They were talking about Tennessee and their game last year where Hendon Hooker finally got in the game against Pittsburgh. You know, the guy was the better quarterback the entire time, but I'm sure Joe Milton was probably promised that job. And then you're in a spot where, hey, you promised him the job and, and you put him in and it cost you that game. You know, at Alabama, it's, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, Nick Saban opens it up every year and you got to go out and win it again. And I think when you get to that status where you can demand the best from even your best players, uh, you know, that's why Alabama's had so much success. So having good coaches that can coach on the field and recruit, uh, for Alabama that loses their coaches all the time to other programs is big. Mick Gillespie is our guest. I want everybody to roundtable this one because Friday afternoon, Richard Young took uh, a little time, made a graphic, and then just simply said, I'm going to Alabama on his Twitter feed. Okay. And a lot of guys do that when they've announced their commitment. Meanwhile, this running back down in Florida named Aiden Mizell, have y'all seen what he did? He committed to Florida. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Now, because Ivan wouldn't do this. Oh, I guess. But um, he came to the podium with two small alligators. I saw that, yes. And yeah. one in each hand yeah. and said, okay, here's where I'm going. Yeah. It, it just went, first of all, I'm not going to handle one of the baby ones you order in the back of a comic book. Um, I'm what, staying away from In the from back them. of a comic book. <laughs> you remember those? You remember the little, the, and the seahorses? And the guy that kicks sand in somebody's face? There you remember you go. those? Yeah. X-ray vision. But okay, it, it, getting... at least the mouths were taped up. I looked yeah. at it very, very briefly. But I just wondered if, if y'all have ever heard of anything quite that bizarre. We'll start with you, Mick. I think his name was Bobby Boucher. <laughs> <laughs> the last time he made his commitment uh, with the uh, alligators. Yeah. Wasn't there a guy that went to Georgia and he had a bulldog puppy? And I can't yeah. remember who it was, but, you know, like, I don't know, a couple of years ago. Um, if they're going to do an elephant for Alabama, I mean, they're going to have to really coordinate that because it's pretty hard <laughs> to get one of those. That's <laughs> Plus, you're going to need a lot of space. Look, I, I, I enjoy the, the uh, theater guys picking their schools. So, you know, especially in the digital world, you know, that's going to play out for a while. And I'm sure that it's going to help Florida recruit, too, just because there's going to be a lot of people that see that and laugh about it. All right, Alabama sitting at number one, Notre Dame at two. We'll go through more of this tomorrow with uh, Andrew Bowman. Georgia at three, Ohio State at four, Texas at five. And if you look at those right there, Alabama, Georgia, Texas, and Miami, all touched by Nick Saban, really. I mean, if you think about the coaches. Uh -huh. Clemson, Dabo's doing a great job there. With the number seven, he's got 14 uh, four-stars, uh, two five-stars. Alabama's got five or four five-stars, eight, uh, yeah, four five-stars and uh, eight four-stars. Uh, then you go on down, you got uh, Clemson and Penn State at 8, LSU at 9. Uh, they have no 5-stars but 12 4-stars. Oklahoma is sitting at number 10, Tennessee at 11, USC at 12, and then Florida's at 13, Oregon, and at 15, Louisville. Uh, some other SEC notables, Arkansas at 16, surprising, A&M at 17. Based on what Jimbo's done, the one 5-star and the six 4-stars, he'll, he'll probably close strong. The biggest surprise, Auburn is at number 53. 
They have a total of five recruits that have committed so far. Oh, that's been his downfall. Well, uh, among a few. Yeah, you know, Mick, uh, sticking with Auburn, you you were the one, uh, first one to say it on this show that you didn't think, Har- you think Carson is sort of dead man walking, that re- almost regardless of what happens this upcoming season, he's gone. Do you still think that? I think it would be tough for him. I mean, like, his own school, you know, some of his own people tried to pull a coup, and he survived. But, you know, it just doesn't look good. You know, a lot of guys transfer out of there. They have they, they have to go out and win. And they're going to have to win big. And it's, the West is a tough conference. Um, these are the years where a lot of times Auburn surprises us, right? But I just don't see it happening this year. I, I, I think they're in deep trouble. I, losing Bo Nix to me it's going to be a lot bigger than people might want to think. Because uh, when Bo Nix is healthy, I know he's not always perfect, but he's a, he's a really tough quarterback. And um, I think... And he's I probably not going to start at Oregon. End it. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm hearing. I mean, a lot of good sources. Crazy that uh, Auburn, five recruits right now. SMU right behind them at 54. But... Um, Five recruit. I mean, at least SMU's got 17 guys committed. Is Nebraska ahead of Auburn at this point? Let me see real quick. <laughs> oh, this would be yes. monumental news. They are 32. <laughs> All right. They are 21 <laughs> ahead. Victory. Congratulations. <laughs> they should play. Cornhuskers. Mick, as always, great stuff, my Thanks, man. Mick. Look forward to the next week. Congratulations, about on three. Yeah, that's great news. Hey, roll tide. I'm a man. Roll tide. Mick Gillespie on three media. Bam Insider. And I guess special promos going on right now. If you're listening to us, Bama fans, I think uh, I, I don't want to throw it out there, but uh, what I'm seeing right here is an unbelievable offer. But uh, okay, so it says they have two offers: one dollar each for an annual or four month subscription, same price, this week only. And uh, Josh said he signed up this morning. He may be on the first ones. Signed up this morning. All right, uh, stay with us. We'll continue here live from ABX. Oh, sometimes I get a good feeling. Yeah. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Jerry Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic 
Electric and Wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205 716 Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country. It's Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.C. Letter O. Welcome back in as we continue here live from AVX and on our Monday edition. Again, Mick Gillespie joining us. Also, Cole Thompson talking NFL. Deshaun Watson, but now it's time for AAA, which is Alex's amazing anecdotes that's coming up right now. Alex, what you got? Superior Girl. Let me turn you on. Let me, let me turn your mic on. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> on Sunday, Superior Girl on US 280 closed down after 27 years. Yeah, I was sorry to hear that. Uh, evidently, they just jacked their lease up to like forty-five grand a month. Now, I'm not a restaurant guy. That sounds like a lot of money to me. But um, used to be a huge happy hour place. You can walk in there and see a lot of <clears throat> a lot of friendly faces, and their food was pretty good too. But uh, did I, it say in there if they're moving anywhere else? Uh, I don't think they're moving anywhere. They still have locations down in Louisiana, though. Yeah. When I moved here, I was told that that is the the place to go if you wanted to meet uh, 
someone who is a hot tamale. The, uh, yeah, the gentler sex. Uh, <laughs> the gentler. <laughs> um, but uh, you know what? I actually really like the food. Yeah, yeah the food was great at all. I, I, Why'd they shut it down? Good Mexican food. Lease, I guess. And that what part of the story said $45,000 monthly lease they had gone up on them. But it was so distinctive with the yeah. neon and it sat off to the side. It's actually a great location. They turned that patio, they put mm-hmm. the uh, kind of the shading around it. Matt, you must have a good superior grill story. Um, not for airtime. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Happy hour time. What else you got, Alex? <laughs> On Sunday, the NFL Network reported Ruben Foster was working out for the Seattle Seahawks. It's noted he hasn't played an NFL game since October 28, 2018. Saw that. Good for him. Boy, a yeah. guy can absolutely knock your head off. I was always worried about him, though, because I was like, man, you're going to get either a really bad concussion, break your neck, break your – I mean, because the guy was all out. He was like the kind of the old-school uh, type of linebacker hitter. And some of the hits he made on special teams early on in his career. You remember the one he made against LSU on a kickoff? It I thought he killed a yeah. person. Was it? Yeah. Did he also do the one against A uh, and M? I remember if it was him or another player that did did the A uh, and M one. Yeah, unbelievable. He was a kamikaze. He was. Yeah, and you're right. And I, he had an Auburn tattoo. <laughs> yeah, I remember. That's another thing I remember about him. He may have been the hardest hitter uh, that I can remember. Of you know, we always talk about the Saban era uh, since Nick Saban became head coach and um and i i too i was always worried it, it felt like he led with his neck his head a lot uh but uh he hadn't really, played four years what, uh, that seems what bizarre his, his, what really his big roadblock in the, in the nfl uh happened on may 20th 2019 when he tore the ACL and the lateral, uh, the LCL in his left knee during an off-season practice with the Redskins, and uh, boy, being out of the league that long, it's just going to be tough. But uh, apparently, he's yeah, rested up. He's, he's yeah. So he's <laughs> his had, body's recovered. He's had bit. workouts with the Browns, the Jags, the Jets, and um, good for him. Yeah, I, 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 I maybe a great story. I, I hope so. Me too. What you got, Alex? Uh, New York Jets head coach Robert Sala expresses concerns over the use of these knee protective helmets, shells called guardian caps. He said, I, don't, I do not think because of the soft blow, it's kind of leading the players to use their heads a little bit more. I do think the first time when they take it off, anybody who has played football knows the first time you take your helmet off or you hit with the helmet or you have a collision, there's a shock. I do not think that if you're waiting, I do think that if you're waiting till the first game for that shock to happen, I don't, ha- I don't know. Time will tell. Uh, Alabama's been using them for a while now. Yeah. So over a lot of high schools, they use them pretty much in all the, the uh, elementary level, like youth sports, especially in practice. Some are using them in games uh, in order to, to have more protection for the uh, the impact. You're talking but, about the so, thing it, that fits it, it, on top? Yeah, it, it's basically a, a soft shell that goes over the player's helmet, and it's designed to curb head, head injuries. Um, and, and especially the, 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 so the NFL is using them just now in – in uh, training camp as teams sort of ramp up the intensity as they prepare for 2022. And uh, the the only players that are required to wear them are the offensive and defensive linemen, linebackers, and and tight ends. Well, I see his point now that I think about it. If you practice in those and then you suddenly take them off for a game, isn't the impact going to be a little bit more blunt? Yeah, I think the key, though, is is keeping that all week long pounding that you have in practice yeah. is really that repetitive pounding. The games, yeah, there can be some tough hits and hard hits, but it's not just the 
the ongoing uh, in, in practice you're going to get for two or three hours, especially the offensive linemen. It's more for the uh, those guys more than the skill guys don't wear. <laughs> it's, it's the it's the interior. Wow, they don't wear knee pads either. JJ Watt, <laughs> maybe the running backs wear them a little bit. I love JJ yeah. Watt. Um, he told a reporter uh, when he's wearing it, he said, uh, "You feel like a bobblehead, like you're gonna fall over." <laughs> Are they that? Get they're heavy. Is that what he's saying? I mean, um, I don't. I'm not like sure. Like he's trying but, to make them as light as possible, but. But it's the NFL, in their studies, they determine that uh, these protective caps reduce the severity of impact if one player is wearing one by 10%. And if both players are wearing them, it's, uh, it reduces the impact by 20%. Well, I, again, see what the guy's saying, because if you're used to kind of using your head more in practice, and what happens when you're in the game? I just wish I'd uh, invented it. Do you think Jay will ever have just like a, a sort of massive evolution of the helmet? I mean, it's always evolving, sort of a little bit at a time. I'm sure the helmets that NFL players are wearing now are nothing like what you wore. Oh yeah, so much. Uh, but I mean, do you think you think one of these caps would ever be mandatory? Um, I mean, they might if they if they do enough studies and figure out that uh, it's important for them to keep them on during the games. Um, I don't know. The only thing. The more look, the more protection that a player has with his helmet, it also tends to make them want to lead with the helmet. It makes them yeah. want to use it as a weapon, and and so they're trying to keep the head out of the game. You go back to the the maskless, uh, the, the the leather helmets. So that yeah. They didn't, you know, they said that there wasn't a lot of leading with the head. It was more shoulders and all that kind of stuff. Now you had a lot of teeth missing and a lot of uh, black eyes and broken noses. But uh, and I'm not saying that that's the best way to go either. But I wish the helmets are Invictus came. Is it Invictus? Invictus. Came out with a helmet probably about five or six years ago. Began to really study this. Uh, there have been uh, hit counters that they can put on the helmets now that uh, gives the analytics back to the training staff so they're able to see how many impacts were made. Was this a concussion impact? They get alerted now. If there is an impact during practice or during a the game, they can pull the, the, the student athlete out, the player, and say, look, okay, how are you feeling? And go through all the kind of protocol that you need to go through when it comes to a concussion with that type of hit. So uh, I think, you know, technology is, in, is advancing. It will continue, I think, with technology, the way that it's progressing. It's going to get better and better and better. Yeah, I wish there had been uh, concussion studies done when yeah. the players are wearing leather helmets and to see if there's more concussions now than there was then or if there are more then than now. Uh, I've also heard this idea, Jay, of uh, just taking off the face mask. And that will really reduce the idea of uh, leaning with your head to your with face. Your head. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But boy, with the way they fly it, around, they get now. If you got hit, yeah, there'd be a lot of broken noses teeth. and orbital bones and jaws. Uh, that would be fun. All right, have you got another one loaded up there, Alex? I do. Uh, the NBA is opening an investigation into the Philadelphia 76ers uh, for potential early contact and tampering. It's focused on the deals with James Harden, P.J. Tucker, and Daniel House. Whatever we got to do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a player age right before my eyes as fast as James Harden did in the uh, NBA playoffs. And I'm shocked that, that Philadelphia, I know they restructured his contract and didn't give him the max, like $220 million. Mama was mad about it, too. But, but, what was yeah. that? His mom came out and made a comment saying that he deserved it. You know? <laughs> I think he's but, made enough money, Mom. Yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Alex, you're a big NBA guy. Um, with him, does he have another year in him? 
I think so. Especially I with hope Joel so. Embiid. I hope so. Because uh, he, he could be what we need as if he's 100% to win it. That that score that can win it for us. Because you got Joel Embiid and uh, a really good, solid cast up there. And we're going to whip your Hawks every time. I don't you know, so. I was thinking... <laughs> When we were talking about Bill Russell earlier, I was thinking, who is the best big man in the NBA right now? And it's clearly Embiid. But Embiid also he can he can shoot three pointers. He can he's he's good at uh, you know fifteen to eighteen feet. And Bill Russell he was purely like in the paint. He was a paint guy, but he was also a defender. He may be the best defender in the history of the NBA. Um, but. By the way, it was Draymond Green's mother that got mad. I did Josh. Oh, it was Draymond. Yeah, you're right. It was jo- Josh yeah, is right. correct, as Josh Smith so often does. Well, that doesn't sound good. Way Alex. to go, Josh. <laughs> Alex, uh, any other thoughts? I have another story, if you'd like that. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Debo Samuel and the San Francisco 49ers agreed to a three-year, $73.5 million contract extension with five, $58 million in guarantees. He's fantastic. He is. That's the money now. It's just unbelievable. You want to talk about Crazy. money? Let, let me draw, <laughs> let me let me do an uh, Alex from over here. Okay. I read a story this morning that the Dallas Cowboys. Matt's are the, amazing anecdote. Yes, <laughs> this is, let's do something besides anecdote, Mama. Okay. Um, the Dallas Cowboys are the highest uh, franchise the in all of sports. Yeah. All of sports now. That means man, you. And I was a little surprised by that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway. $7.64 billion. Now, I know I'm old, but I remember when it, if it was worth $100 million, that was a lot million. of money. Yeah. Isn't that what he bought it for? Jerry? I think he bought it for $100 million. I, that wasn't surprise me, yeah. but it does His seem ROI that it was like really a good. couple of... <laughs> yeah. It seems like it was just a couple of years ago that somebody reached a billion, yeah. but now they're over seven and a half. Yeah, if you don't mind, uh, pull down that, uh, go back to the beginning of that article you got up right now. Oh, don't show okay. the bottom. i got to ask Lars. Okay. Oh, I've D- Dallas, it away. Dallas at 7.64. The Rams now at 5.91. New England is at 5.88. The New York Giants, 5.73 billion. 49ers, 5.18 billion. Chicago Bears, 5 billion. New York Jets, 4.8 billion. Washington Commanders at 4.78 billion. Philadelphia at 4.7 billion. Denver Broncos. Four point six five billion. Again, this is franchises in the NFL. Their values right now. And, and before we keep going down, I guess we want to. I know you said you want to. No, wait. just show Lars the okay. bottom. Show number thirty-two. Go to thirty-two. Go all <laughs> the way down. Because based on last year, I found this a little bit hard to yeah, believe. They would be higher than that. Two point eight four billion. Still. And it's not like that's chump change, Lars. Yeah, and remember, I uh, I also was telling you guys uh, over and over and over that uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Would never, would never change the name of the stadium because they want to honor Paul Brown Stadium, right? Paul Brown, the founder. Right, right. Well, guess what they're doing? They're selling the rights. <laughs> yes, the they UPS. <laughs> yeah, what can they, Brown do for you? Uh, they are tra- they are doing that uh, finally. That's right. a great so, idea, on sponsor. The Cowboys, even even at that six, or seven point six for whatever it is billion dollars. I get it, but I don't I mean they haven't been winning Super Bowls. No. It hadn't been like, you know, and I don't know if it's because of Jerry World and all the other activities that happen inside that stadium that creates more value for it as they get a national title game every once in a while. They get big matchups in college football. Um, Dallas is kind of America's team, but I think the Patriots have become that 
over the years. Tampa's been that over the last two years to a degree with Tom Brady. But um, why is Dallas that big of a – I mean, without winning championships and the coaching issues they've had, I mean, is is it just – that a long-time branding, I, I guess. I guess so, yeah. yeah. Um, I, that would be my really my only guess. I, I think that's the reason. I mean, you they're know, $2 billion more yeah, in the next one. It's crazy. Yeah. And you're right. Do the percentage. You're the financial guy here, Jay. What is one hundred million to seven point six four billion? So what's Dallas's again? It's six, seven million. Seven point six ROI. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I, I was just That's like, nuts. Like, oh, all right. So we know that uh, the Yankees, right? They're the most valuable franchise in in uh, baseball, and it's uh, reportedly worth seven point oh one billion. Okay. So mm. that means the the Cowboys are more valuable than the Yankees. Yeah. Boy, I wouldn't have thought that. I wouldn't have either. According to Forbes, August 2021, the Cowboys generate $800 million in revenue and have an operating income of $280 million. The franchise also has $200 million in sponsorship deals. No one else in the NFL is even touching these marks. Nearly $1 billion in revenue is crazy to think about, especially coming out of the uh, pandemic-affected season. So the uh, as per Forbes keep going down, that, that the average NFL team is worth, and I'm waiting, <laughs> $3.5 billion. Thank you, Josh. The Cowboys take it to the uh, a whole new level, though. We talk about seven point six four billion dollars. You think Dak Prescott can ever win a Super Bowl? I do not. Uh I, I mean, I actually think he's a good quarterback. Yeah, I, I think I, he could win one with, if Elliott's signed and healthy. I don't think it's the players. I think it's the owner. I think he needs to get out of the way and let the coaches coach. Yeah. And I mean, when he had an alpha dog there, coach, they won both times that he was has been owner. When he wants to be the alpha dog and wants to run the show, they, they can't win. You can't win from that, that type of leadership, in my opinion. At least uh, through the playoffs. And Bob Kraft never gets involved. That never gets involved. You, you hire experts, right? And, and Jerry, Go do your work. He's in, he makes personnel decisions. Like Everything flows through him. All right, and we'll continue. Time. We'll wrap up hour number two on this Monday edition. Stay with us. We're live from AVX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A mixture of clouds and sunshine this afternoon with scattered showers and thunderstorms around through the evening hours. Today's high 90, the low tonight 71. For tomorrow, partially sunny, scattered showers and storms forming again, the high at 91. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 88 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Welcome back in with a PGA Tour facing perhaps its greatest threat ever with Live Golf International, or Invitational, excuse me, series. It announced that the 2023 schedule on Monday includes a record $428.6 million in prize money in official events and another $145 million in bonuses, including $75 million for the FedEx Cup. So uh, the 2023 schedule, which was released by the PGA Today, will include 44 official regular season tournaments, including the four majors and three FedEx Cup playoff events. Last week, Live Golf, being, uh, which is being financed by Saudi Arabia's Public Investment Fund, announced, announced it would expand its uh, series to 14 tournaments in 2023 with 48 players and uh, four-man teams 
competing for $405 million in prize money. So the PGA is trying to step up as far as prize money and increase that and other bonuses that go along with it. Yeah, and uh, Charles Barkley came out and said that uh, uh, he's not going to participate in, in any form or fashion with the Live Tour. They had asked him to uh, be a commentator, and of course he would have been done a great job, but he, he said, hey, my loyalty is to Turner, and uh, they've given me everything. But real quick, uh, John Talty, uh, uh, editor at AL.com, he has a book coming out on uh, the leadership lessons of Nick Saban. And uh, there's an excerpt out on uh, AL.com, and uh, it's really good stuff. This is going to be a great book. Uh, I can't wait to read it. But uh, in his first meeting at Alabama, Nick Saban wanted everyone in the building to be there. Everyone. Coaches, staffers, janitors, everyone. And the first thing he said, uh, and he established uh, what John says, the top priority right away. And Nick Saban, the quote is, Everything we do is about recruiting. Everything we do. Gee, and sure enough. Did they follow up on that? <laughs> he certainly did. And, uh, I mean, I, I, I've reported this, too. You guys probably know the story. When he's flying back from uh, uh, coming, to, coming up to Tuscaloosa for the first time with Mal Moore and uh, in the private jet, he looks at Mal and said, Hey, I may not. He said, I'm a, a blankety-blank coach. I mean, he said, he's, I, I'm not a good coach, but I'm going to out-recruit everybody. And, and that came, did that come from? That, what was <laughs> that? Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, I mean, he's told me, I'm sure he's told you guys this, and I've said it on air many times, uh, Nick has always said, it's not the jockey, it's, it's the, horses. the horses. Not the X's and O's, the Jimmy's and Joe's. That's it. Nope. Keep it going. Anybody else got one? <laughs> uh, I, I remember Wimp telling me many times, what are the keys to winning? He yeah. said, Players. 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 <laughs> Players. He said, I don't have anything to do with it. He, in fact, he put himself third behind schedule. And as of today, Alabama sitting at that number one spot for on three recruiting site. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. Andrew Bowen will join us. We'll talk about some of the new recruits' commitments to the Crimson Tide as well. The two top running backs headed to Alabama. All right. Uh, have a great Monday. Thanks for joining us throughout uh, not only our network and uh, Bama Insider as well, which is now part of on three. Have a great day. Hi, this is Wes McCall.